What's going on, my good people? It's your boy Antoine Smith Smith. Smith Sports Machine. Y'all know how I get down. Y'all know how I do it. Y'all tune into the podcast. Right here on Spotify, iTunes, and all social media platforms. Today, I got a good one for y'all. Y'all know I do my weekly predictions with the spread. But I'm going to also give y'all my thoughts on the Houston Rockets and their very tough situation. Also, get my thoughts on Tack McKinley being cut by the Falcons. He ended up in Cincinnati. But guess what he did on social media a couple years ago? I'll get into that a little later. Also, weekly picks. You know, like I said. So, we have a nice lineup. You know, quick lineup. I'm not going to keep y'all all day. But, uh, we're going to get this thing rolling very soon. And thank y'all for tuning in. And, and all of y'all that support me on YouTube as well. Thank you also. Make sure you follow this channel on Spotify and on Anchor if you want. Um, But let's get into that first topic right now. big news has been going around the NBA and if y'all haven't heard by now uh, Russell Westbrook had asked for a trade now this is you know one of the reasons why I'm always against trading for veterans see what people don't understand about veterans you know it's a flash in the pan or you can say you know it's a rent a rental because they are superstars they get traded for a reason Usually that reason is because they're past their prime or, you know, maybe they could be the missing piece to a championship. But in this case, um, it was a high-priced rental. And it didn't work out. Now, Oklahoma City, uh, they got great, great value for uh, Russell Westbrook. But the Houston Rockets, on the other hand, it was a complete disaster. And, you know, I knew it was. I said it was from the get-go because think about it. It did not work in OKC when Harden and Russell Westbrook were teammates with Kevin Durant. Yes, they made it to the finals, but after game one of the finals, they disappeared. So, you insert Russell Westbrook with what they have in Houston. Yeah, it seems like they have a good team, but they did not build that team correctly. Mike D'Antoni, who is known for not wanting to play defense, he just wanted to run the floor, score points, and that's it. So, as I always say, and I will continue to say this probably on every episode, whether it's YouTube or Spotify or whatever, you got to have the right structure. And if the GM decides to step down, and Daryl Moore, he's now in Philadelphia, if he decides to step down, who is going to be there to build that team? Evidently, they don't trust the head coach that they hired. Evidently, Russell Westbrook doesn't like his situation because he sees it going nowhere. So now the Houston Rockets are stuck with two gigantic contracts. Both players will average $40 million a year starting next year. How in the world can you build a team with two huge salaries like that? That's 80 plus million dollars 
almost $90 million for two players. And the cap is only, what, about $30 more million? How can you put 12 other players around them that can compete at a high level with just $30 to $40 million? Come on now. That's simple math. It's not going to work. So now he wants to trade out of Houston. But who can take on that contract? Well, evidently the Clippers can. They want him. Knicks want him. And to be honest, I think New York would be the perfect fit for him. Big stage, up-and-coming team. They need a scorer. I think it would be the perfect fit. But I will add on to that. Carmelo Anthony played in Portland last year. Showed that he still has a little bit left in the tank. You put him and Russell Westbrook and Kevin Knox, uh, Mitchell Robinson, and that young team uh, with uh, R.J. Barrett, you might have a competitive team right there. And not to mention, they have a pretty decent coach. But, you know, that's only if they can send the proper value. Now, a couple of those names that I just called, New York would probably lose about two of those. They would probably lose two of those two to three first-round picks. So, you got to ask yourself, if you're trading for Russell Westbrook, can you afford the capital to go along to get him? That is the major question. No matter where Russell Westbrook wants to go play, the team will have to give up capital to get him. I don't see too many teams, you know, that can, you know, give up the capital that they're looking for. Unless it's a team that's rebuilding, say like the Sacramento Kings, or um, I would say San Antonio Spurs. But I don't see Russell Westbrook playing on the Coach Pop. Russell Westbrook is a hot head. Coach Popovich doesn't play that. So it's going to be hard on load either one of those contracts. And another team that I think, you know, and I just thought of this, Philadelphia. Dire need of a point guard. Needs to get rid of Embiid or Simmons. But do you do that? And go out to Westbrook? I think you do. But I think they would give up Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. And taking your roster Westbrook, add him with Embiid, and I think you're cooking again. Then you have to insert veterans, which is what Doc River likes. I think that could actually work out. So, one thing you have to realize when it comes to making these kind of deals, as I said, it will be a rental, or he will be a missing piece on a championship team. Now, let's be honest. And I'm going to be honest about this. If Boston wants to win another title while they have a window, while they have a lot of young players, I'm sending Jalen Brown, Kimber Walker, and probably three first-round picks, Houston for Russell Westbrook. Then Boston has Russell Westbrook, Tatum, 
And that duo right there alone, along with Marcus Smart, that duo alone, I think, could bring you a winning season, put you on a championship run, or either put you in the right, you know, direction to go after a championship in the next two years. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because 40 plus million dollars, and I think it's 46 to be exact, that Russell Westbrook is owed the last season of his deal. So, $40 million over the next three years. Three years, $131 million. That is a lot of money. So, if you got the draft capital, and you got the players in order to match that salary to send down to Houston, and you think you're one piece away by getting Russell Westbrook, I'd say go for it. But if you're just a team that uh, is trying to sell tickets, go for it. But it's going to be tough, you know, either way. But those are my quick thoughts on that, man. Russell Westbrook, James Harden, I think y'all stuck my dude. But we'll be right back. Yo, this is Will Walker from Will's Take on Sports on Spreaker.com, and you're listening to the best darn sports podcaster in the city of Atlanta, my boy Smitty Smith and Smitty Sports Machine. Take care. I holla. Thanksgiving is right around the corner. And I love to eat, and I'm not going to lie, I can't wait. But one of my favorite dishes, sweet potato pie. Yeah, I'm a diabetic, and I, you know, don't supposed to eat a lot of sweets. But sweet potato pie, I might have to break the rule for a slice or two. And Kevin Baker of Baker's Oven Sweet Potato Pies hits the spot all the time. If you want, you know, great pie, and not those patty pies, Shoot on over to, to the internet and Kevin Baker and check him out at the Baker's Oven Pies LLC.com. That is the Baker's Oven Pies LLC.com for some of the best pies in the nation. And while y'all at it, please check him out on social media also. At uh, Shit and Confusion has a great comedy show that he does on a nightly basis, basis during the week does his things, tells jokes, but he also talks about real life and relationships, and he keeps it real. So, y'all shoot on over to Shit and Confusion on Facebook, and give him a shot. So, Kel Baker, keep doing your thing, man. You got my support, my brother. keep this thing rolling man I'm gonna give y'all my quick thoughts on you know Tat McKinley former Atlanta Falcons defensive end now Cincinnati Bengals defensive end the way you know things went in Atlanta you know I you know didn't agree with you know 
with none of the way he, you know, took action towards social media. I did a couple of videos on my YouTube channel, you know, showing y'all my displeasure, uh, voicing my opinion about it, but, you know, to each his own. Everybody, you know, paved their own way and gives, you know, everybody a glimpse into their real personality. Well, he did that the whole three years that he was in Atlanta. And it did not end well, in my opinion. Now, the Atlanta Falcons took a chance on a guy that uh, was injured at the time they drafted him. And on top of that, you know, he still had T.J. White on the board. And that was, a you know, a position that you needed. You could have took T.J. White, you know, cut for that spot. And, you know, I think that Atlanta was pressured into making the pick because, you know, during the draft, teams, uh, they figure out each other's draft board, who's going to draft who where, uh, because they talk. And I guess, you know, Pittsburgh baited Atlanta into taking Tap McKinley. And they did the right thing because T.J. White has turned out to be an exceptional player, probably defensive player of the year, uh, run in the defensive player of the year running, because obviously Aaron Donald is the front runner, and Miles Garrett is right behind him. But T.J. White and the Pittsburgh still is undefeated, so he has a good chance. But that's a talk for another day. But Tat McKinley, you know, kept taking the social media, Instagram and Twitter, throwing shade at the team. He even came up with a lie. And said that, you know, Atlanta tried to trade him for a second round pick. Which you know and I know was a stone-faced, bold lie. He hadn't put up any numbers to suggest he was worth a second round pick. So, this past week and the week before, um, he's kind of mad because he, getting, he can't get a contract. Uh, because they didn't pick up his fifth year. Which he's been known since last year. Uh, so, why would you be mad? First of all, 17 and a half sacks, three years. Not going to cut it. That is, you know, backup numbers. Situational pass rushes. And I know situational pass rushes that had more sacks than that. Adrian Claiborne, former Falcon, could put up better numbers than that. Hell, he had six sacks in one game. But, you know, I understand, you know, you want to get paid. But you have to put it. You have to put in the work, put up the numbers. He hadn't done none of that. So now you get to Cincinnati, a team that you dogged on social media, saying they wasn't dibbling squat. So now you end up on this team, and guess what? Social media put you on blast about saying that. Yeah, you probably forgot about it, but social media will have let make you remember. So now you got to be in their locker room and they know you said that about their team. And some of the players were on that team a couple years ago. So now you have to look those same players in the face and hopefully they can be men and forget about it and move past it. But trust me, they will never trust you, though. I'm just be real with you. They cannot trust you. So now you got to make amends with them, try to find a way to produce on the field, if you get on the field, if you can stay healthy. So, it's just a lot, you know, to think about, you know, when it comes to situations like that. If 
you want to have a career in any sport, any profession, to be honest, you got to watch what you say on social media. It's just a given. That's why they make it part of the contracts. That's why they put it in fine print. So, the next time before you snap on anybody or have something negative to say, think about your career. Because you might be killing your own career and don't even know it. But, that's all I have to say about that. We'll be right back with them NFL picks. Stay tuned, my good people. What's going on, everybody? It's Mike Patton, a.k.a. The General, SportsAwakening.com, and you're tuned in to Smitty Sports Machine and my boy, Antoine Smitty Smith. Let's get these NFL picks rolling with the spread. And, you know, hey... I always have a couple surprises up my sleeve. Let's start off with Thursday Night Football, Colts at the Titans. Now, this game is a, you know, pick, which means you can pick either side. But I'm going to go with the Titans in this game because I think, you know, Derrick Henry needs to get back on track, and it's the perfect game to do so. Uh, nobody's talking about Derrick Henry, but he's in the MVP race. Trust me. This game right here could put him right back in the top three, in my opinion. Tennessee finally getting back on track after a tough stretch but I think they take it easy against the Colts at home this will be a defensive struggle I'm going to take the Titans at home 20 to 13 over the Colts let's get to Sunday's games Washington football team against the Detroit Lions Lions are favored by three and a half now do not get me wrong I used to love Detroit coming up because I was a Barry Sanders fan and I had a cousin that played with Barry Sanders back in the day. So Detroit was my second team next to the Falcons. But now, since uh, they fired Jim Caldwell for some, you know, for some unknown reason, and replacing with Matt Patricia and went backwards, I'm going to, you know, say that it was a big mistake and it's going to come out the show. I love the Washington football team's defense. Uh, Chase Young is a young stud. And their front seven, you know, is probably one of the best in the NFL. But Detroit, you know, they may be without Matthew Stafford. We don't know yet because he's on the COVID list and he's on the protocol for five days. But just because of that, I would take the Washington football team. They have Alex Smith behind center. And we will see how that plays out. But I like the Washington football team because... I think Alex Smith can finally get them another victory. So I'm going to take the Washington football team over the Detroit Lions 24-17. Houston Texans at the Cleveland Browns. This game has the Browns favored by three, and rightfully so because they had a better record. But let me tell you, Sean Watson has to have that breakout game. And they need a win. And Cleveland, in my opinion... Baker Mayfield is bound to screw it up one way or another. They get Nick Chubb back, which will be key for them, and keep Baker Mayfield out of trouble. Maybe that could get them over the hump, and I think it will. So I'll take Cleveland at home. I'll take the three plus seven. 
I'll go to Browns 27-17 over the Texans. Jacksonville at Green Bay. It should be interesting. Packers are favored by 13 and a half, and I will get them two touchdowns easily. Now, Jacksonville Jack was a rookie quarterback who started last week, had over 300 yards, starting it off with a 73-yard touchdown to DJ Chalk. And so that means he can sling the ball. Packers defense is iffy in my opinion. This game can actually go either way because Green Bay hasn't played very well the last couple of weeks. But I'll take the Green Bay in the two-point score, and I'll go 28-14. Tampa Bay and Carolina. Tampa Bay is favored by five and a half in Carolina. So, you know, Tampa has to get back on track because they got the emergency brakes beat off of them, you know, against New Orleans last week. And New Orleans is a Super Bowl contender, don't get me wrong. But a Tom Brady-led team and a defense as good as Tampa has should not have lost that bad. Maybe they lost focus. Maybe they looked past New Orleans. But this game against Carolina, Christian McCaffrey out again, shoulder injury. Hope that doesn't be a reoccurring thing in his career. So I'm going to take, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the five and a half, and I'm going to add a couple to that. I'm going to go Tampa Bay and Carolina. I'm going to go 34-21 over Carolina. Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders. That still sounds funny. The Broncos fell short in Atlanta last week. Drew Locke had a nice game, actually. But it's that defense that, you know, keeps letting Denver down. Yes, they have Bradley Chubb, but I think they still need some more pieces in that secondary. Which is why the Raiders, who are favored by four and a half, probably pick them apart so I'm going to take the Raiders in Las Vegas over the Denver Broncos and I'm going to go 30 to 17 I think it'll be just that bad a game uh, next game Buffalo and Arizona Arizona is favored by two this should be a very exciting game you have Kyler Murray who had a great game last week over 300 yards passing over 100 yards rushing and four touchdowns against a Buffalo defense that can be stingy at times, but also be iffy. They, too, put up a lot of points last week. Josh Allen won Offensive Player of the Year. I'm sorry, Offensive Player of the Week uh, in a 44-34 win over the Seattle Seahawks. So this game could be a shootout or it could be a defensive game, depending on how well the quarterbacks play. I think both of them will play well. Both can run. Both can throw. So, I'm going to go high-scoring game here. 38-35, Arizona over Buffalo. That would probably be my upset of the week. Chargers and Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins are rolling. Now, it's favored by two and a half in this one. Justin Herbert also playing well. Two attack of a lower. These two will forever be tied at five and six in the 2020 draft. Justin Herbert, he got a head start because he started, you know, a little bit earlier in the year. But two of the first two games with the Dolphins shows why they chose him at number five. Now, this game right here will come down to defense, and I think that's why I will go with the Dolphins. I think Justin Herbert has another great game, but the Chargers can't close game out, and that Miami defense is forcing turnovers. So I'm going to go Miami in this game, 17-14, over the Chargers. Cincinnati Bengals, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this game right here, it's going to be crazy. And the reason why I say that 
is because you just don't know, know which way it's going to go. If the Steelers run the ball like they usually do, they easily win this game. But the Bengals have Joe Burrow, rookie quarterback who's putting up great numbers, having a great season, and is destined to pull off an upset sooner or later. This might be the game. This might be the game. And I think Ben Roethlisberger is on the COVID list, I think, which is another reason why I would pick Cincinnati. And these two, they're bad blood. And they played their best games against each other. But I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm going to go with the upset. I think Joe Burrow can pull off enough plays uh, to beat Pittsburgh. Even though Pittsburgh has a stingy defense, Joe Burrow can make enough plays to make it happen. So I'm going to go 2017. Bengals over the Steelers. Seattle Seahawks, Los Angeles Rams. Sunday night football. This game should be very interesting. Rams are favored by one and a half. God knows I don't know why. Because they played like crap the last couple of weeks. Seattle's been down a little bit also. But they still have Russell Wilson. MVP candidate. So, with Russell Wilson and that MVP candidacy, I think uh, him and DK Metcalf, uh, they're going to pick on Jalen Ramsey. I actually think they will. Now, even though the Rams are at home, Seattle has played the Rams very well. On the other hand, the Rams have played, you know, Seattle well. The last six games against the Seahawks, the Rams have found a way to come out on top. But I think that changes this game. I'm going to give Russell Wilson and that defense a benefit of a doubt. And it's going to be a high-scoring game as well. I'll go 27-24 in this one. Uh, Monday Night Football, 49ers and Saints. Saints are favored by nine. I will give them a little bit more than that. Because we don't know who the 49ers quarterback is going to be. And they have had inadequate play from that position ever since Jimmy G went down. Who may be out for the season. Orleans is rolling and is on is on fire and I would hate to play them right now. And God forbid they play the Falcons when the Falcons come off the bye week or uh, in week eleven. But I'm gonna take the Saints easily in this one. I'm gonna take the Saints 34-10 over the 49ers in New Orleans. So um it's gonna be crazy. Baltimore Ravens and New England Patriots. Ravens are favored by seven. In New England, Ravens got back on track last week. Lamar Jackson is rolling again. And I think he will keep on rolling because the New England defense, none existed. Stephon Gilmore didn't play last, last week, and I don't think he played this week either. So I'm going to take the Ravens on the road in New England. That sounds funny. Where they've played real good anyway. I'm going to take the Ravens on the road 30 to 20 over the Patriots Monday Night Football I apologize because I said uh, 49 and Saints with Monday Night Football I was looking too far ahead uh, Monday Night Football Minnesota and Chicago Minnesota's favored by two and a half that is pretty funny knowing that um, you know the Bears had a better record but I guess they're looking like I'm finna be looking at Dalvin Cook Dalvin Cook has had a monstrous you know, last couple of weeks, and the Bears, they can't score points. 
which means their defense will be on the field longer, and Dalvin Cook will eat them for lunch. So I'm going to go with the Vikings, and I'm going to take that two and a half, and I'm going to take the Vikings over the Bears 23 to to 17. But those are my picks with the spread. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I got two upsets in there. So if y'all playing fantasy football, hey, take a look. But I'll be right back with my final thoughts. Stay tuned. going on it's your man Raphael Haynes aka Mr. Controversy did you miss me it's a must that you keep it locked here on the sports machine podcast my man Smitty Smitty yeah To another ep- end of another episode of Sports Machine, season three, episode seven. I want to thank y'all for giving me y'all time, man. I really appreciate it because without y'all, man, there would be no me. And y'all help me continue to grow each day as a sports fan, as a creator, as a host, and as a person. Because uh, some of y'all give great, you know, answers to questions. Y'all, some of y'all can give some great advice. But uh, thank y'all for tuning in, man. But I got one thing to say before I get out of here. And I want y'all to, you know, listen closely because, you know, it's real out here, man. It's real. If you're going to use social media, man, use it for entertainment purposes. Don't use it for hate. Don't use it for, you know, to belittle people. Don't use it, you know, in other words, just to be mean and hateful and ungrateful. Use it for the best, you know. Social media can be used for so much positivity that it's crazy. A lot of people use it for all the wrong reasons. That's why I try to use it for what's right. I try to use it to spread my sports knowledge. I try to use it to see how many lives I can touch. Because one positive word can make a person's day, man. You just never know what a person is going through uh, on a daily basis. A smile can change someone's life. A kind word can change someone's life. So learn to be kind, man, and use social media for all the right reasons. Just please do that for you, boy. Because uh, there's a lot of, it's too much negativity going on in the world already. So um, that's all I have to say, man. Just stay positive, be yourself, and learn to love others and be encouraged. But this your boy Antoine Smith and Smith signing off. Please catch me on social media on Twitter at FatboySlim underscore 21. Facebook at Antoine Smitty Smith. And YouTube on Smitty Sports Machine. Thank y'all for tuning in. Please, please press that follow button. And please share this podcast or any other of my content. I would greatly appreciate it. Your boy Antoine Smith Smith again signing off. I will catch y'all on the flip side, my good people. Peace.